are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Whatever you do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Folks, your team oh. every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I did just want to say quickly off the top that a lot of people did not get the Friday episode. It was a mailbag episode. So what we are going to do is we are going to double up. It's, It's in your feed now, I promise you. Um, and we basically had, I, I republished it. So the second show, um, will come out today. It should have come out before this. So if you check your feed, it is there, go check that out. It's a little bit evergreen, so don't worry about it. But also, yeah, I, I think everything in there is up to date, but remember we did record it last week. So just, just understand that that's there. So that's going to be our Tuesday show this week, but we have at least one more interview. And then, of course, we're trying to get everything up to date on what's going on with minicamp and all that stuff. So um, just wanted to keep you uh, up to date on that stuff. Um, iTunes still does not have their stuff figured out, unfortunately. So um, I apologize for that. But it's not our fault. We're, we're trying our best here and we're trying to get it fixed. Unfortunately, they are not trying as hard as we are. Okay. Ian Rappaport, NFL Media, on the show today to walk us through his understanding of where Aaron Rodgers and the Packers stand now, how this all started. And I will be honest, it paints a somewhat different picture from what I think the narrative is nationally. It seems like a lot of people have taken sides on this. And Ian, you know, he works for the NFL, so he, so you understand that that's part of this. But no one is more plugged in than he is, and so I'm, I'll, I'll let him, you know, take care of what he's going to report and what he's heard and what he said. And you know, even though he does work for what is essentially state-sponsored media, I trust his reporting. And I don't think we can say, oh, well, he's not telling the whole story or whatever it is. No, he is a really, really good reporter who does not report something, does not say something if he doesn't have it cold, if he doesn't have it cold, right? So he, you you can trust what Ian says. And I don't want to make this a, a rap versus Schefter thing, but you can trust what what rap sheet says. And so we're going to get to that in a little bit. Before we do, though, uh, Julio Jones is going to Tennessee, which means he's not going to Green Bay, which means the Packers cannot use that as a way to try and convince Aaron Rodgers to come back. Hey, come back. We'll, we'll, we'll trump the best offer for Julio Jones. And we'll all live happily ever after. We'll figure out the money, and the money could have been figured out. 
And the Titans did not have to give up very much, in my opinion, to get Julio Jones. Now, I understand the contract is a lot. But they gave up a second in 2022, a fourth in 2023, but a sixth is coming back. That's a pick swap. And guess what? Uh, the 2023 pick, not worth much. Usually the rule of thumb is drop it around. That's the way that the, the league tends to value these picks. So a third round pick in 2022 is really a fourth round pick. A fourth round pick, which is you know the comp in this case, is really worth a fifth round pick. That sixth is really a seventh. Those are day three flyer picks. To only have to give up what is likely going to be, you know, a pick in the 50s or even the 60s to get Julio Jones, someone who I understand the health concerns. I understand the, oh, he doesn't score touchdowns thing, I guess. I think that's a totally overblown and, and silly narrative. Um, he He's the best receiver of his generation, probably. And it's not like he's 38 and he plays. All he does is play games. I understand he plays a lot of them hurt, but he plays. He's on the field. And just imagine how differently coverages would have had to handle Devontae Adams if Julio Jones was on the other side. He wasn't. Now, do I understand why the Packers didn't try and, and go all in on this move? Yeah, because a lot of this stuff is being held up by what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. My guess is there's no Devontae Adams deal because of what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. And, and that's something we're going to talk about with with Ian. Hey, what's the deal? How is the Rodgers situation affecting what the Packers are doing elsewhere? All of that is really important as we try and figure out how this is all going to fall into place. Now, related to all of this, mandatory minicamp starts tomorrow. We do not expect Aaron Rodgers to be there. Doesn't mean he won't be, but we don't expect him to be there. When, when Zeke Elliott held out, he went to mandatory camp and then held out of training camp. I don't think Rodgers is going to do that. I don't think he's going to be there. We have no reason to believe as of this recording that he will be. We did get some breadcrumbs from Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy in a Q&A that was posted to the Packers website said a couple different things. Number one, he said that this situation, the situation, not Aaron Rodgers, the situation is dividing the fan base. That is true. That is true. Some headlines uh, I thought were were very misleading uh, when they said, you know, there were a couple major media outlets. I'm not even going to name them. Major media outlets that said that, you know, Mark Murphy, Packers president says Aaron Rodgers is dividing the fan base. No, no, not what he said. The situation is dividing the fan base. And that is an important difference. That is an important difference. This is not semantics. This is huge because Mark Murphy also said, the less everyone says, the better. And so he very specifically went out of his way to say nothing, nothing of substance in terms of Aaron Rodgers because he wants the temperatures down because they want to find a solution to this. And, you know, that is that that's what's at stake here. The future of the franchise is at stake. So, look, this is something that the Packers are are working on. But Mark Murphy also said, and went out of his way to give credit to Brian Gutekunst and expressed his faith in Brian Gutekunst. 
privately, internally, he has said, Brian is here. So if it is the case that Aaron Rodgers wants Brian Gutekunst fired, and while he has not said that publicly, Charles Robinson in his piece intimated that that would go in some way to helping Rodgers get over whatever issues that he has. Presumably, the Packers know if that's something that he wants. If it is, this is their way of saying publicly, it's not happening. Privately, we don't know what they're saying. Privately, we have no indication that they're saying anything different from the public thing. And and I need to say this too. I've, I've had some discussions on the Twitters with some people about these topics. And a lot of people, a lot of fans, too many fans, are willing to just say, well, we don't know what's going on, so it could be X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Technically, yes. But we can't give Mark Murphy or Brian Gutekinst or Matt LaFleur or Aaron Rodgers the benefit of those doubts, absent evidence. We can't just see, well, they could be doing whatever, whatever. Well, why? Why do we think they might be? What are the odds they are doing that thing? And if they were doing that thing, would it be reported? Would it be reported? Would someone have leaked it? Because it would benefit their side in the negotiation. These are important factors as we are trying to parse from the outside what is going on at 1265 vis-a-vis that big house in Malibu. They're trying to get this worked out, or at least one side is trying to get this worked out. We don't really know what Aaron Rodgers is doing. And frankly, we don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. The indications that we have currently is Green Bay wants Aaron Rodgers back. The reporting is they're offering him contracts. They want him back. And Rodgers is saying, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be in Green Bay. We don't even really know what what the demands would be beyond that. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything with, with Ian. But we, we can't give credit to anyone for stuff that we don't know has happened. So, you know, I, I, made, it, I made a joke. I made a joke about Jay Kumaro and that people were still arguing about the Jay Kumaro stuff. And I find it so interesting that the only person who's responsible for the culture is Brian Gutekinds and not Aaron Rodgers. That the people thing, Rodgers bears no responsibility in that. That it is the case, apparently, and and I don't know if Rodgers feels this way, but there are fans who feel this way, and I know that because they tell me that uh, the Packers should have just known that Rodgers wanted Jay Kumaro And it's their responsibility to know that and to act. And I said, okay, let's just assume that's true. Why is it not also the case that Aaron Rodgers, if this is about the people and the culture, why is it not also the case that he should have to go to Matt LaFleur or Brian Gutekinds and say, I want Jake Kumro? Because if just going on the radio is enough, Then Matt LaFleur stood in front of cameras multiple times and said, yeah, we might take a quarterback. And if we did, this is what he would look like. These are the traits we'd be looking for. Brian Gutekind said multiple times in front of cameras, in interviews, 
if the right player is there, we'd draft him. So why is that not enough? But it is for Aaron Rodgers. And the response I get is, well, we don't know what he's doing behind closed doors. We don't know that he's not going to Matt LaFleur or Brian Gutekinds. Well, guess what? That's a bad argument because we don't know anything. We don't know anything because we don't know that Brian Gutekinds didn't go to Aaron Rodgers and say, we're cutting Jake Kumro. By that logic, I haven't seen anyone report, oh, they went out of their way to not tell Rodgers. Now, presumably, that's the case. He, he went on radio, and the next day he gets cut. Presumably, Brian Gutekinds never told him. Guess what? Brian Gutekinds could have called him after the Sirius XM interview. Matt LaFleur could have called him uh, you know, an hour later and said, hey, just so you know, this is what's happening. If we're just making stuff up, let's just make stuff up then. That's not how this works. We can't operate that way. We have to have these discussions in good faith. So... Well, we know we know what we know, and we have to operate under those facts. We have to treat it, you know, the, the facts have to be in evidence for us to argue them. Just making stuff up, oh, well, but he could be, well, yeah, maybe. But like, maybe not. We have no evidence either way. So it's just as likely that this is happening as 8 million other things are happening. That's not how you make a cogent argument, and it's not how you try and figure out what's going on. What is likely happening? And what do we know? And and if if something did happen, how likely is it to be leaked? Because if, let's say, let's just say Aaron Rodgers did go to Matt LaFleur or did go to Brian Gutekinds and said, we need Jay Kumro in person. Remember, this is about people. I'm going to fight for my guy. I'm going to go talk to the GM and say, I want this guy. If that happened, when David Dunn leaks this story, and that's the reporting, that this came from Roger's agent, this Jay Kumro story, a story that I thought was so petty, I was sure the Packers had leaked it because it made Rogers look bad, and it turns out it's coming from Roger's own camp. Then when you leak the story, you leak that Rogers went to bat for his guys privately as well as publicly and his pleas fell on deaf ears as far as we know that didn't happen okay so we have to operate with the assumption that if it hasn't been reported we can't assume it happened we have to try and extrapolate on some of this stuff and if you're gonna if you're gonna defend your guy that's great defend your guy I mean, at a certain point, this is like the old Harry Carey SNL skit where it's like, we all know the moon isn't made of green cheese. Well, prove that it's not. Prove that it's not. Have you been to the moon? No. Well, it could be. Could be cheese. You don't know. You don't know. We don't know. I mean, that is how silly some of this stuff gets. So, no, we don't know. But guess what? You know who knows a lot? Ian Rappaport. And we're going to have him coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on your sporting favorites. MLB, NBA, NHL. We had a ridiculous fight last night that hopefully you did not pay for. But if you did, I hope you enjoyed it. I really do. Uh, I, I would never pay for that, but that's okay. It would be fun to bet on. And if you bet on it, I hope you bet on Floyd Mayweather because he beat the crap out of 
one of the Paul brothers, who cares which one it was? Honestly, it doesn't matter. What does matter is that if you do use any sort of betting platform you, that you use, betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the action. Go to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Ian Rappaport from NFL Network joining us now. And and Ian, of course, we have to talk about Aaron Rodgers and, and the situation in Green Bay. I want to I want to get to the current situation uh, in, in a, just a second. But let's start with going back, you know, maybe a couple months. Uh, when did you first start to, to hear from people? Hey, uh, this situation is not good. Um, you know, I would say probably before free agency, you know, because I think everyone knew what situation the Packers were in as far as their cap. They needed to move some money around. They needed to convert some, you know, contracts, get some cap space, basically do the, you know, basic uh, base salary to signing bonus conversion. That's a Darius Smith ended up doing. Um, you know, they needed to do a couple of those to not only sign their own guys like Aaron Jones, but also get some money to sign some free agents. And, I started to hear, you know, and, and of course you wonder, not that it was even, you know, big news when some, you know, quarterback does an automatic conversion that, like, no one really cares that much. Uh, but it's still fairly right. reported, so I asked a couple of people about it. And I started to get wind that Aaron Rodgers did not want to do that, uh, which was weird to me because, you know, usually players do want to do that because, you know, if you're a really good player, what it does is it creates a cap number so big that you almost have to get an extension, right? So usually play, and it guarantees your money now. I mean, there's a lot of benefits to it for a player. So usually players want to do it. I started to hear that Rodgers did not want to do it. And I didn't know why, but that was kind of weird to me. And what I found is that it was basically stopping the Packers from basically being active in free agency, you know, besides maybe some of their own guys. Um, so that was kind of interesting to me. And then I heard that Dave Dunn, Rogers' longtime agent, so fairly good to Green Bay to sit down with him. And then I started to hear that things were, you know, things were wrong. And, you know, I didn't say much at the time because I didn't 100% know what it was. I just knew Rogers was not happy. Dunn was meeting with him. The Packers and Rogers were not in a great place. But I didn't know kind of what it all meant. Um, but I would say really probably from like early March, I started to realize that things were not great. And, you know, of course, if you heard Rogers in his postseason press conference, you sort of got the sense of that as well. Yeah. It, you know, there were, there were a lot of people who were like, Hey, it sounds like he's, he's saying goodbye. This was kind of a, a bizarre thing, but, but Rogers had also gotten very into mindfulness and we, we got those great Pat McAfee interviews where we, we saw a little bit more of his personality here. So let's fast forward a little bit. Um, you know, the, the draft happens, these reports come out. How did the conversations around the league change, if at all? Because now I'm getting calls um, fr from agents. I'm reaching out to people going, hey, what are you hearing? And it becomes this big game of telephone. Yeah, I mean, I think what happened, you know, it's weird because I'm not sure the situation really changed that much before the draft. I mean, Rodgers and the Packers had had, you know, negotiations about a potential long-term contract, another contract. Um, that's something I think 
you know, we knew what was going on. I don't think that's a total surprise. You know, if he didn't want to restructure, obviously he wanted an extension. It did seem like at some level the Packers were on board with it because they've made offers to him and there had been negotiations. So I was kind of tracking that. Um, and then the news comes out, you know, of you know, Rodgers has told people, you know, whatever it was, and I'm not sure much had actually changed. But then you started to see reports like, you know, from Mark Schlereth and a couple other people say like, you know, a trade is close to the Broncos, which of course reality is no trade is ever close. But if enough people say it, and I think what happened was a whole bunch of reporters started saying the Broncos, the Broncos, the Broncos, trade, 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 that everyone started just to think that was going to happen. You know, reality was the Broncos <laughs> called the Packers, the Packers said no, that was really the end. And that was literally what happened. That was the end of it. But enough people started talking about it where it's like the public started expecting. And instead of the conversation being kind of what I thought it should have been, which is, you know, are the Packers going to get an extension done for Rodgers? It was Rodgers wants to be traded. Um, he has not said he wants to be traded. He's been given plenty of opportunities to say so. He hasn't. Um, but that conversation certainly changed in the span of those couple hours. Yeah, and, and it sounds like from what you're saying, it changed more externally than it did internally. So uh, well, as we sit here, um, you know, Rogers was not at OTAs. Because, because I would say this, like, you know, teams, teams knew 49ers were one, the Rams were one. You know, they knew that things weren't great. So what happens is when you have a great quarterback and you have some teams that are looking for quarterbacks – if you hear rumors that things aren't great, you're going to call. So by the time that report was out there, at least two, maybe three teams had already called the Packers and had gotten either no response or a firm, no, we're not trading them. It was just sort of the public finding out about it that it took on a life of its own. Right. So when it comes to deadlines, you know, Andrew Brandt loves to say deadlines per action. Uh, he's not the only person that says that, obviously. But um, if you're if you're trying to. He also loves to post that picture of him. And Rogers from like 20 years ago. <laughs> he Go does. Ahead. Yes, he does. Um, when do you when do you think this will either come to a head um, and and, you know, tensions will will raise again? Or when do you think we, we might see some some movement on a deal? Or is it just too hard to know at this point? Well, I want to say, first of all, I don't know. I don't know when anything's going to happen. So, you know, I don't want to say, like, it's going to be training camp and then something happens tomorrow. Right. Like, one thing with negotiation, <laughs> you know, somebody says yes, and, like, there's your deal. Right. So, um, but I will say, in my mind, just my own opinion, I don't sense any deadline anytime soon. Like, minicamp, you know, mandatory minicamp is not a real deadline. Right. Like, it's three days in June – some teams aren't even doing minicamp. I think one thing that's happened this year is the offseason has been, you know, drastically changed. And, you know, certainly from a physical standpoint, it's not as physically taxing as it was. Nobody wants anyone getting injured. So it's important mentally, but probably not for someone like Rodgers. I don't get the sense mandatory minicamp of any deadline at all. So to me, this could be something that could go into the summer, uh, could go – before training camp, like to me, does Aaron Rodgers report to training camp is probably the next realistic and interesting 
quote unquote deadline for all of this. Right. And, and so Rodgers is not the only domino here for the Packers. They've been trying to work on an extension with Devontae Adams. Uh, we were hearing, you know, at least locally that 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 was getting close. The expectation was they were going to do that. And now it seems like everything is on hold. Do you have any? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, I just, I don't get the sense anyone's going to do anything until Rodgers gets set up. Like, why would right. you? You know, like, they're, you know, for better or worse, he's holding up all business, which, like, I don't know that it even matters that much. Like, if you're Devontae Adams, like, you know, I would imagine at some point he'll get an extension anyway. So the timing is sort of just about timing. But it's hard to conduct any business not knowing how the Rogers situation is going to unfold. Well, and so that colors the, the, this next question that I was going to ask about some of the other big name free agents that are out there, not just with the Packers, but certainly, um, you know, they could, they could have some interest in some of these guys. Why haven't we seen, you know, big name players, guys like Richard Sherman, um, KJ Wright, uh, not find homes. Because the money's not right. Um, and this was, you know, as you know, this was a really rough year for veterans for guys who thought they deserved more money. I mean, there, there just wasn't, there just wasn't a lot of money um, this year. And I think what you have is guys like KJ Wright, uh, Josh Norman, you know, Melvin Ingram, and there's Richard Sherman. There's a bunch of big name veterans who are still out there. Um, and they, they don't want to play for the minimum and they don't want to play for 2 million. They want to play for five or six or seven. And if you're a veteran and you set your price and you think that's what you're worth, then you're not going to fold for that. And you're certainly not going to care about going to OTAs for that. So, um, you know, I, my sense is those guys will get signed before training camp or into training camp with an injury. Um, this is not a great year to be an older veteran who thinks you're worth a certain amount of money in a time when teams really don't want to spend like that. Well, and, and the, the salary cap, you know, the, the the troubles with the the pandemic season and all that certainly plays a factor as well. And this is awesome, Ian. Thank you so much for your insight on this. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. Enjoyed it. All right. I want to thank Ian again for joining the show. Great to talk to him. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they sent us this new flavor, grasshopper cookie. And I just, I'm freaked out a little bit because I am from the Midwest. Grasshopper cocktails are a thing that we love there. Grasshopper pie. And my favorite flavor at my favorite ice cream place is their flavor of the day when it is grasshopper fudge. These things are unbelievable. They have these limited edition flavors all the time. They almost always sell out. Go check out Built Bar. And right now, if you need an incentive to do it for the first time, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off that first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 100% chocolate. And yet, we're talking about High fiber, high protein, low carb, low sugar, everything you want in a protein bar. And guess what? Now you can get it for cheaper with the promo code LOCK15. Gets you 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. Buying car parts can be a major, major hassle. And it's something that is really only easy if you know exactly what you need 
And let's say you're a professional. Well, guess what? If you're not a professional, places might charge you up to twice as much. Why pay that markup? Rock Auto would never do that to you. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have a unique and remarkably easy to navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we're going to do four shows this week, Monday through Thursday. And uh, we're going to do a Friday live show, a Friday live show. Uh, and uh, it'll be fun. I hope it'll be fun. I'm I'm going to try and make it fun. If we can, if we can do that, uh, we'll do that on the Twitters and it should be, it should be a good time. We'll, we'll take your questions. Um, and who knows, maybe Aaron Rodgers will show up at camp tomorrow and we'll have all kinds of other stuff to talk about. We've got interviews to come. And if it is before 815 central time, on Monday, wherever you are, I'm going to be on the Matt Ramage show live. Go check that out. Give us a watch. Give us a listen. Matt's a fun guy. Uh, and uh, he got a shout out from Big Bob Tunyon, even though Tunyon uh, said his name wrong. Called him uh, Rampage, I think, if my memory serves. And my memory does not always serve. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.